listening to the VC20 Podcast, a space for meaningful conversations and relevant teachings. Hey guys, it's Abby Emmett. Welcome to the VC20 Podcast this week. Um, Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving this past weekend. Um, Mine was pretty interesting. Normally, uh, my mom makes kind of this hybrid of American and Chinese food. Um, so it's delicious, but you know, definitely had way less people than normal. Um, but I'm so glad to be here today with you guys. Um, this week, I want to talk about something in particular that I feel like God has recently been putting on my heart. Um, and it's just this phrase that I feel like has been dropped um, at these random points. Um, and it's really resonated in my soul. And it's just been this phrase that... I am not a human doing, but I am a human being. So basically, I'm going to just be spending some time unpacking what that phrase has meant for me and what it could mean for you guys listening. Um, And I feel like this theme of rest has really been going around our community with Shane doing his Rest for the Weary sermon, with Kristen doing the Sloth sermon, um, which were both totally awesome, and I would highly recommend you guys checking them out after this. Um, But all I want to do today is just expand on those themes um, and give some thoughts that I've been having. Um, But if you guys don't know me, um, I'm currently a college student at The Ohio State University. And right now I'm in the middle of finals week. So, you know, life is just crazy for all of us college students. Um, And actually something I've been really noticing around me and really in particularly with college students and young adults is that we have become obsessed with doing and with getting things done. Um, And that might be a new idea for you, so it might look different in your life. Um, It might be getting your degree or getting a promotion in your job or just balancing your family. Uh, But I know for me, it looks a lot like feeling restless until everything on my mind is done. I have this, um, you know, huge to-do list of assignments to do for school. And I've noticed that this list has just become a major source of anxiety um, when I can see the list of things that I haven't done yet. Um, and then even when I get these things done and you know have this so-called free time, I find myself needing to catch up on the show I've been watching or needing to check all my social media outlets or even feeling the need to hang out with people that really not at any fault of theirs, but you know, it's just become like another to-do list item. Um, And I'm not sure how your guys' lives are structured, but I'm sure we can all attest that we crave for things to get done better and to get things done faster um, so we can have this free time. Um, And this is just a fun little story, but recently I was walking outside and I dropped my phone on the ground and I didn't realize that I dropped it. And it literally stayed on the street overnight and I woke up and someone was knocking on my door giving me my phone back which is just crazy how they got it back to me um but basically the phone just totally became useless after that um it would die at like 80 percent and I could only like text and call from it so it was just you know super inefficient um so I needed to get a new phone and when I got one it gave me all the updates it's only a 6s. It's not even like the latest phone. But what's crazy is now that I have this new phone, which is just a little bit faster than my old one, I want more. I want the newer and the faster. Um, And I was actually looking into getting the newest iPhone for Christmas. 
um, which is just ridiculous to me because I had this old iPhone for like five years and it was the slowest thing on, in the world. Um, but now that I have the slightly faster one for a few weeks, all I want is something faster and something better. And the question is, is what's it for? Just so I have more time to end up filling again. And I feel like this really caused me to realize a much deeper problem in me. Um, this heart level issue that I want faster everything. And it really caused me to wonder what is this root cause? What makes me crave things that are faster, things that are more efficient? And as I was reflecting, I really just saw in myself a problem of idolatry, that I live as a slave to what needs to get done. I live as a slave to filling my schedules, to you know, doing this and doing that. And I orient my life around the work I need to get done. And my days are set by this to-do list. And I'm sure plenty of you can relate to this idea, this sort of anxious presence in our lives that tells us that we need to be doing something productive to have worth, that to be loved, we need to do something first. But I'm just gonna pose a question today that what if Jesus was first? What if your life would be centered around communion with Jesus? We see in Colossians 3 verses 1 and 2 that Paul calls us to set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I think in this day and age that our minds are anywhere but the throne of Jesus, that our minds are just racing on what to do and what needs to get done. This is a problem because we were created for a relationship with God. We were created to live from rest. We see in the creation story that God, you know, works and he builds all of these beautiful things. And on the sixth day, he creates humans. And then the seventh day is the rest day, the Sabbath. Genesis 2 says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. And how we normally read this story is that, you know, we're headed to work for six days, and then after we do all this work, that we get that day off, the Sabbath day. We think we have to work hard to earn our rest. We love to live by the motto, work hard, play hard. But really, when you look at this passage, not in the lens of God, but in the lens of humans, we see that humans were created, and then the next day they have is a day of rest, that our first day on earth was restful, and then from there we worked. So we see in the Bible that we were created to first rest, then work. So this is vastly different to how the world sees things. And just reiterating something that Shane mentioned, that work isn't evil. It's not a result of the fall. It actually is just really distorted from the fall. What we were created for is this beautiful way of life where we rested with the presence of God, that we experienced the goodness and the loving gaze of the Father. And from there, we worked as an act of worship to God. Our lives were meant to be centered around Jesus, the giver of life. And if you identify as a Christian, you believe that because of Jesus' work on the cross, that this fall was reversed and the curse that was placed on us doesn't apply anymore. That we've been set free by the blood of Jesus. And now we're free to live in the rhythm that we were created for. This rhythm of communion with God 
and then going out to worship him with our work. And you know, all of this may be sounding pretty easy, but I promise you it's not. It is much easier said than done. And I've recently really been struggling with the anxiety coming from this idea that I need to be productive to be okay, that I need to be productive to be of value. And in the depths of my anxiety, I just got this word from the Lord saying, Abby, what if you saw yourself as a human being and not a human doing? And for those struggling with something similar, I want to encourage you today. It really our goal in life should be for communion with Jesus and resting in his love for us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with the perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. We throw off everything and we fix our eyes on Jesus. And what a juxtaposition that is to what the world is demanding of us. I used to think that this, you know, language of a race sounds like this high anxiety environment where we're just striving, but it's actually quite the opposite where the world demands that we give ourselves to it for it to use us for the sake of productivity. Jesus demands that we rest in his presence, that we rest in his love for us for the sake of his glory. And we should run after that with all that we have. As I was saying earlier, that this kind of unrest in our souls is a result of this idolatry to work. And I just want to pose to you the Sabbath really as an act of resistance to the idea that we are to center our lives around work. The Sabbath is an act of renouncing the idol of work. What if we found places to let ourselves be, to check in with ourselves, to not have a goal in mind? I feel like a lot of rest can be focused on on this idea of self-care, but I would warn you guys that sometimes the idea of self-care can turn into a need for an outcome. I've experienced this in just putting pressure on myself to, like, I need to feel relaxed after I do this. Or like, I'm going to go read a chapter of my book, and afterwards I'm going to feel so rested and so relaxed. And this is a pretty funny story, but... Um, on one of my Sabbaths, when I was just trying things out, I decided that I wanted to go to a spa, um, and that I was going to get eyelash extensions. Cause you know, a spa is super restful and it would be this huge self-care thing for me. Um, but what ended up happening is that, um, the lady accidentally glued my eyes shut. Um, and it turned out to be this super stressful experience. So it's a hilarious story, but... I say all that to really press against any pressure to feel like you need to rest correctly. And I know for some people, maybe going to a spa will help you, but I know for me, it definitely doesn't. Um, And I'm really just encouraging you guys to be kind with yourself. Try out some new things and gauge how your soul feels in communion with Jesus. The bottom line here is that we need to orient our Sabbath and orient our rest around Jesus because that's what rest really comes down to. And we can see that very clearly in the creation story. What if we had Sabbaths where all we did was rest in the idea that Jesus loves us before we do a single thing? And before you leave, if you're wondering practically how to do a Sabbath, I'm going to point you to this great resource that John Mark Comer made. He has this PDF online called How to Unhurry. 
And it's basically this workbook based off his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which by the way, is a great book um, and it's where I got most of my ideas from. But it does a great job at practically working through what a Sabbath could look like for you. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you guys. I'm super excited to be able to share this with you. And I just want to give a little shout out to my college friends listening in on this. I know you guys are all in the middle of finals and are probably stressing out to the max. So I just wanted to remind you guys that you are so deeply and profoundly loved by God. And I hope you're able to rest in that this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the BC20 Podcast. Make sure to subscribe for more sermons and intentional conversations. You can also check us out online at bc20.com.